You Can't Sit With Me, hosted by Deanna Espear. This is one of the most important, crazy fangirl moment in the whole history of this podcast because I am joined by an actual legend and this legend is named Daniel Francesi. I butcher everyone's name on this podcast. <laughs> like, how would you say it the Italian way? Italian, it would be like Francese, but I don't even want to try to bring a C sound into this and like confuse people. Francese. <laughs> Basically, it's like, if you, it's like, I don't have my own air conditioner. I have to use my Francese. Like Francese. Oh, Francese. So that's how I, so I said it wrong, basically. No, you said it right. Before I start this episode, I actually ask every single one of my guests to share with me a lifestyle, a lifestyle tip, a tip like maybe an app or an item that you use, something that helps you cope with your everyday life. I never told anybody that because I'm such a good friend. One of my favorite apps is Straight to Voicemail. Um, this is a great app for when you don't want to talk to somebody, but you want to leave them a voicemail and act like you called. Oh, so it goes straight to their vo- it voicemail. It goes straight to their voicemail, yeah. Oh my gosh. And it looks like you called them and they missed the call. And then you don't have to talk to the person. So it's I like, left. oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I tried calling you. You were on voicemail. Yeah, it's like I left you a voicemail. You didn't pick up. It's not my fault that I was late or whatever. Message. Just like a good thing is like, you know, um, like I can't really think of a, a proper thing but like that actually happened. But let's just say that somebody had, like, w- had a fight with a roommate and was moving out. And they wanted to let them know that they wanted to get their stuff, but they didn't want to talk to them. So you could just be like, I did call, like I said I would, and I left you a voicemail telling you I was coming to pick the stuff up. And then you don't have to actually worry about them picking up. So this is like a great like ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend situation. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, no, let's Definitely. talk. Yeah, I tried calling you. I'm so sorry. Uh, can you please drop the keys in my mailbox, bitch? Goodbye. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. you ne- Like, okay, I'm going to list this app in the description down below for all of you bitches, including me who don't like to deal with confrontation. It's perfect for fuck boys. It, oh my, and fuck girls. Hello, I'm a huge fuck girl. <laughs> like the amount of people that I've ghosted, it's like, I, I don't even want to go there. I'm going to share one of my tips. I, I sometimes do that myself. Um, you might want to use the tip. I don't know if you even care, but I cold roll every morning. It's my new thing now. Do you know what that is? No. It's like an ice roller that you put in the freezer. And basically I can't sleep because of my inability to switch off and relax. And so when I look like a fucking mess in the morning, I just use a cold, it's like ice on your face and it like depuffs your eyes. And, you know, I'm an on-camera host. So I always have to like kind of look like the phony Instagram. Gotta be camera ready. Camera ready, the phony Instagrammable filtered version of myself. So this is a great way to go about it without caking three layers of makeup on your face. It works. It does. I promise you. I'm not saying this. Like, this isn't even sponsored. Nothing. It does work. So what is it? It's like a, a roller. You know, like a, you, you roll it on your face and it's really cold. And it deep puffs. It reduces inflammation. It kind of like blurs your pores. And it just makes you feel awake. So you know when you like get out of like a, a huge workout class and you're kind of, you have that like flushed like glow. You yes. have that minus the workout because I can't fucking be bothered for a workout. Nice. So it's like Instaglow. Exactly. It's Instaglow. And actually the brand that I get mine from is from Glow Skincare. So there you go. There you go, Glow Skin. Some free press. Love it. So yeah, Glow, you got yourself a free plug. Thank you. Welcome. First of all, what did you think of the Thank You Next video? 
I loved it. I was sad I couldn't do it. She, uh, Ariana had asked me to do it, and I was on tour, so I couldn't do it. Oh, my gosh. I was actually going to ask you, like, was there a specific reason why you couldn't be a part of the video? What, did you think that she did the movie justice? Yeah, I, thought she's, I think she's adorable. She's, she's a queen. I love her. She's fucking amazing. This April, Mean Girls' 50, 15th year anniversary. Are you doing anything to celebrate? Can you spill the tea on, on what's going to happen for that? I don't have any plans right now, so we'll see. You know, um, I, I'm just waiting. Usually, I'll probably, you know, I, I've been touring doing stand-up, and that, that'll probably be a big day for me. Like, someone will probably scoop me up for a show. But otherwise, um, I might just chill. <laughs> My, you might just chill. <laughs> to the mean girl yeah, just like, be a mean girl and just be a bitch and not talk to anyone. Just stay home. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you're actually on tour now for comedy, and your show is called Yes, You're Amazing. Can you give me, like, the actual... Yes, you're amazing. I'm dying. So this whole tour is about how everything in L.A. is amazing. Uh, one of the things I bring up about it um, is just that people use the word amazing too much. They're yeah. like, your hair looks amazing. Let's go see it. It is amazing. Everything's amazing. And the people just use that word way too much. Yeah, it's fucking, it fucking annoys me. That, but, but that basically is the reason why I started this show. Like, I don't want to be fucking nice to everyone. Like, people who are just like, oh my gosh, you look amazing. Like, I can't cope with that. Uh, amazing is supposed to be derivative of causing amazement. And I'm like, really? Your avocado toast amazed you? Like, it's just like, a, oh, it's a word that, has, like, has lost its meaning. A hundred, especially in LA. So is there, like, a specific instance or a specific story that's happened to you that made you think, I literally need to make this show happen because everything is not fucking amazing. Well, you know, my, my mom came to come visit me in Los Angeles and she was on the plane and I was with her. We were coming from Florida and um, the flight attendant was like, is this your mom? You look amazing. You can't be his mom. That's amazing. It would be amazing if my son would hang out with me. Where are you going? Disney? That's amazing. Well, it was amazing to meet you. Have an amazing time. And my mom was like, why does everybody say everything's amazing? I know. And I was like, Mom, you're from New York. You just say things are phenomenal. She's like, you're right. That's amazing. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so since then, cool. I've just, just been, like, like, really hip to it. Like, I cringe anytime someone says something's amazing. Like, you get used to it, and then you start saying it yourself. It's, like, contagious. Yeah. I find myself saying it, even though I make fun of it all the time. It's not like I don't say it. It's just, it's so big in the lexicon that I think uh, people need to try to open up a thesaurus and come up with another word. But it's not just the word amazing. I feel like it's also the overall mentality. Like I'm 5'2". And so I walk into a shop and this girl is like, oh my gosh, you're so pretty. Are you a model? No, bitch. Give me a dress. Why? How dare she compliment you? No, but yeah. How dare she compliment? No, but how dare you? Like, how dare you? Don't talk to me. I'm like, I haven't had my latte yet. But like, why, why do you think people feel compelled to, in LA, especially specifically in LA, to say everything is amazing, you look like a model, I'm the size of your fucking pinky, I'm not a fucking model. Like, I just why? think people want to please everyone else. They want to make people happy. You know, they're like, they're putting on a show for people that they don't even know on Instagram and, you know, they just want to make everyone feel great and like, oh, you're great. And, and I think there's not a lot of um, genuineness to the word amazing. Like you're talking about Instagram. How have you, because, you know, you come from, I don't want to say old school because you're still young, but you definitely come from the more old school kind of fame. And now obviously everything is social media. Like you have your YouTube show and everything. How would you say social media has kind of affected your career, like good or bad? Um, I just think it's cool to connect to people like the fans. Like, I think it's really nice. 
um, before social media, there was, wasn't really a way uh, yeah. to keep in touch and just see what a fan's life is like. Yeah. And um, there's fans that I know what their lives are like and who their, you know, boyfriends or girlfriends are and like what their kids look like. I mean, it's just nice to get to know people on that level because if somebody's really supporting my work mm-hmm. and giving, you know, uh, a lot of attention to the stuff that I'm really working hard on, then I want to know what they're up to. I want to keep in touch. It's nice. Do you like actually respond to all the DMs? Um, I wouldn't say all, but yeah, a, a good portion. I have a more in the morning. I do an, an hour of gratitude where I just practice the attitude of gratitude and like uh, try to reach out to people and like their stuff and check on them. What's the most like, fucked up DM you've received from someone? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I don't know. There was somebody on Facebook for a while that kept pretending to be other celebrities to try to like uh, friend me, and then if I friended them, like if I thought it was someone I knew or something, then they would just, con- they would like consistently through Facebook, find a way to FaceTime me randomly at like the worst moments. Oh my God. Do you know what this reminds me of? Have you watched the show you on Netflix? I haven't not yet. No. It literally shows how like just with um, a social media post, someone can literally just find your address and like stalk you. Yeah. I'm really good at like location based stuff. Like I usually don't post like, Oh, this restaurant's delicious until I've been gone for like two hours. Uh, but like, because I've had a few things with that. I mean, you, do you, remember, you know, Foursquare, that app Foursquare? No. Uh, what is it? It's like this app where you, um, every time you go somewhere, you clock in and you get like points. And if you clock into a certain place the most, you become the mayor and the mayor gets like a free soda or something. I don't know. Oh uh, but like, um, it was fun for me for a while and I went to, the, I would have never have downloaded something like that, but I went to the launch party and they made you download it at the launch party and it seemed fun. And so I started getting into it and then, you know, I like games and stuff. So then it really started accelerating and I got into it more. Mm-hmm. And then, um, one day I was sitting at lunch and I got an email and yeah. they were like, we see that you're at lunch at this restaurant and this restaurant didn't pay, do their liquor license. So we suggest you don't go there anymore. And I'm like, how the hell is somebody emailing me while I'm at the restaurant, like having a meeting? And it was from like the neighborhood, like the neighborhood association of this place where this restaurant was. And I was just like, this is, they know too much about me. I have to get off this stuff. <laughs> so. Yeah. Like, how do you draw the line? Like when you're a public figure like you, like what is a good way to like draw the line to make yourself accessible to your fans, but at the same time, like you don't want to be stalked and you want to still have your... I just think whether it's fans or just my personal life or whatever, if I'm not enjoying myself, if I feel like I'm doing something not for me, then I just stop doing it. It doesn't matter what it is. I feel like be on a date and be in the middle of like kissing somebody or something and be like, this isn't what I like, so I'm leaving. Like, you know, I'll I'll leave in the middle of a movie. I just feel like life is too short. I don't want to waste any time. If I'm not enjoying myself, then I'll I'll step back. And I kind of feel that way about fans. If they ask for too much, if it feels like I'm putting myself out a little bit, then I'll just pull back and, and retreat. I once went on a date with some guy that I had never met. It was like a setup thing. It wasn't an app thing because I don't use apps because I think they're bullshit. But no offense to people who use apps. And literally halfway through the conversation, I look at him and I go, I'm going to have to call this. Yeah, you're just like, yeah, this isn't worth it. I don't want to waste your time. I don't need another drink. I don't want to waste your money. I don't want to waste my time. I'm going to call this. How do you kind of, when you don't want to hang out with a fan anymore, speak anymore, do anything? Like what's your way of kind of walking out of the situation? I just get out. I'm actually really good at it. I had this instance uh, not too long ago. It wasn't a fan, mm-hmm. but um, I was in Dolores Park in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And it's a park where 
everybody uh, sits in the park. Like um, any day that you go there, there's tons of people sitting there and partying and hanging out. It's a very, it's a very, it's like a club almost. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was just sitting there with a friend and we were catching up. And then this girl came over and just sat with us. And, and she was like, my friend left me, um, went to McDonald's and I don't want to be alone. So can I sit with you guys for a little bit? And she seemed like she didn't want to be alone. Like she was like nervous, but then she wouldn't leave. And okay. I was kind of like, I was like, hey, you know, you're welcome to stay here a little bit longer, but we are catching up, so it'd be great if you leave us alone after a little bit, you know? And then she kind of got the message, but my friend was like, wow, you handled that so well. I would have spent the whole day with her. Like, I just don't, I don't believe in doing things you don't want to do. 100%. And have you ever got any, like, backlash from you just kind of, you know, pulling back from always? Not that I recall, but if I did, I would give a shit. Bye! Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Okay. (laughs) So about the internet, like there's so many things I see about you, even today, pop up like every single day. What's your number one favorite meme that was created about yourself? Um, That's funny. Uh, Mm -hmm. I really love uh, my favorite one that made me laugh the hardest, I think, was Mm -hmm. when um, they put Mean Girls and Harry Potter together. And when Harry breaks the wand and i gasp like when Lindsay breaks the crown <laughs> i haven't seen that one you didn't put that one on your instagram i don't really post a lot of the stuff unless someone else posts it i'll repost them but i'm not like really big on consistently posting mean girl stuff i, I looked at your stories and there was a one the don't look at me when you um, meet someone from high school at the supermarket oh right yeah that one got me too that one was one of my favorites because i literally act that way and it's a picture of me acting that way so that was funny well that's you and you're like voicemail situation basically <laughs> you know you're very involved in the gay community and especially building gay comedians into the comedic world because that's something that you're actually really focusing on right now do you have people that you you're kind of rooting for and people that you're supporting that you really want to put out there for people to find out about Oh, for sure. In Los Angeles, I have a whole crew. I have uh, uh, Nikki Paris and Anthony Esamito, Matt Legrand, Pete Zayas, Justin mm-hmm. Sayer, uh, Tim Murray, uh, Chris Smith Bryant, um, Aris Wanzer. There's like a ton of, of queer comics that we all work together all the time. And I just really think that people need to hear the voices. So it's like I do my best to do these shows. I mean, I don't make a lot of money doing shows in Los Angeles because since there's so many comics in Los Angeles, they don't really pay. We, we make our money on the road, mm-hmm. but I'll fly in with my own money on a plane ticket and make sure that I'm in LA to be at these shows, to do these shows, uh, to make sure that people um, see these incredible artists. The comedy world, is it something that you always kind of visualize for yourself? Because, you know, you started, you were in, a, in such a huge iconic movie and you obviously can use that at your advantage at any point in your life. So what is it that really pushes you into the stand-up comedy and what's the attraction with that world? I just think it's really awesome that um, I'm able to write my own stuff and do my own narrative and perform without having to rely on anybody else. Mm-hmm. Like I could literally, and you know, all I need is a microphone and I, and I could do an hour show. And I think that, that that's appealing to me. I didn't really have that before stand up. So mm-hmm. I think that's pretty exciting. What are some of your favorite comedy shows that you've actually gone to watch yourself? I love going to Upright Citizens Brigade to UCB and see comedy shows. I love um, uh, my show, West Hollywood Brunch at the Comedy Store is really fun. And, mm-hmm. 
Uh, I have a show called uh, Danny Franzazini's Amazing Friends that's at uh, Flappers and Burbank here in LA. Um, and I and I do the House of Glen Coco show in Manhattan and in San Francisco and other places. I just, um, I, I, I really love my own shows because the, the, it's not just me. Like I love watching, the, my, I, I cast my favorite comics. Yeah. So um, there's nothing more fun than going to work and seeing a show of all your favorite people. And what is the casting process like with, you know, your shows and the comedians that you actually curate to be featured on your shows? Like, how does that work? Most of them, I see them and I just ask them to be in the show, but people approach me too. And I'll just ask them for some tape, you know? Yeah. And just like, be like, well, let me see what you do. And if I could tell in five minutes or not, if they're funny. Do you actually get like, honestly, really honestly, do you get sick of all the Mean Girls questions? Are you, like, tired of people associating your name with Mean Girls? And I know that you, you're obviously super appreciative of what it's, you know, brought to your career and everything, but are you kind of, like, over it from an interview standpoint? Not really. I, I don't think I'll ever be over it. I mean, I feel it's a pillar in my career, and I feel like it is an, you know, um, an important film for a few reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but my contribution to it being important is the fact that I think it was the first time that we saw a large uh, gay teen not be the butt of a joke and be able to be himself. And mm-hmm. um, and I think that that was very impactful for a lot of people of different sizes. And I just feel like um, I, I enjoy it. I appreciate that people uh, like the work that I put out there. I mean, I worked really hard on that film and, and every film I do and, and I think all we ever want is recognition. I think somebody would have to be, you know, pretty like a jerk to say, like, I don't want to talk about my work. Years and years later today, is there one scene, like one behind the scenes moment or something that's always going to stick by you and that you'll always remember because it was funny or because it was embarrassing? Definitely your best memory from behind the scenes of shooting this. One of my favorite things about shooting it is uh, when I uh, shot the scene where I sing Beautiful. Uh, my mom was the only person in the audience and I just loved it. I loved um, uh, performing for her. And then when you see the whole audience there that we shot that the next day where the camera's behind me. Uh, so, but, so um, the, the actual audience was not there. It was just your mom. Yeah, it was just my mom. How hilarious that years later, the Ariana video is like Chris Jenner, the, the ultimate Chris Jenner moment. I know it was great. I really do wish I could have been a part of that. I have major FOMO. Oh, you're probably sick of it, but I have to, have to, have to for my listeners the dog box um well what kind of dog do you want to hear (laughs) so my dog i have a dog here she's a bitch everyone hates her she always barks and her bark is kind of like the little dog bark but it's like loud and high-pitched okay let me try let me try okay hold on let me move my microphone (laughs) oh my gosh if i asked you to do an impression of me right now what would that look like i'm a major fuck girl and I would like to let all the boys know that I don't really give a fuck. How's that? But really, I do, which is like the really sad part. But yeah, <laughs> I know, that was... I know. <laughs> and like, I was such a fucking hypocrite. <laughs> but honestly, that was amazing. But like, it was actually really good. Amazing. It was so amazing. Well, thank you so, so much for talking to me. It was so great to meet you and to be able to have you answer the questions. Oh, Can yes. you please um, tell all the listeners, what you have coming up, all your social handles, and yeah, let them know where they can see you, find you, watch you. Yes, I'm on tour. Um, I'll be doing a UK tour uh, in April. Um, I'm on a US tour all year. Um, I'll be in Hong Kong this July. 
Um, there's a lot going on. Just keep in touch to find out where. You could follow me at What's Up Danny on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, Snapchat, MySpace, <laughs> FarmersOnly.com, BlackPeople. How retro? How retro? And Venmo. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Venmo. Venmo me, people. Yeah, Venmo me and go on my Amazon wish list. Thank you. You know, we'll keep in touch. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I'm going to sit with you whether you like it or not. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.